You're listening to Titans of the Trades. I'm your host, Ryan England, author of Hire Better People Faster and creator of the Corfit Hiring System, a proven process to help growing companies attract and retain only the best. I'm on a mission to revolutionize the perception of the trades and elevate it to new heights. After growing up in a blue collar family, my passion for making the trades cool again runs deep. If you're a Titan in the industry and want to be on my show, stick around until the end and I'll reveal how you can be my next guest. Being somebody who's looked under the hood of several businesses and their numbers, how are they even surviving? How are they in business? Because looking at their numbers, it's a mess. The way that they're managing their financials, there's just no rhyme or reason to it. There's no process in place. So that profit first system allows a system to be put in place that everybody knows the basic foundation of it. They know what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And it supports just the ongoing operations of the business from payroll to operating expense, depending on if you have special advanced profit first accounts you need to set up. Mm. Set something up just for hiring and onboarding. We're going to talk about three different ways that business owners can take control of their profit, take control of their team, and have more fun in the process. My guests today are from the Green Profit Academy, Christine Era and Steve Bousquet. Wealth of knowledge here. Ton of information inside of this episode. So make sure that you grab a pen and some paper and get ready to take some notes. We'll have all the links in our show notes. So make sure that you get those as well. Buckle up because we're in for a fun and packed episode. Christine and Steve, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Great to be here, Ryan. Yeah, thank you. It's great to finally connect with you. Yes, definitely. It's been six, seven months since we got connected before we could put this together. So I'm excited to finally be here as well. So I always start out my shows with the exact same question because I believe that if we can change the way people think about a problem or a solution, we can really make a huge impact in their business. So thinking about the work you do at Green Profit Academy and some of the consulting work that you do, what is the biggest myth that you deal with business owners on? You just want to shatter it right now and say, hey, this is not true. Stop believing this. There's a better way. Yeah, I, I would say, and I think Steve will probably agree with me here. The biggest myth is that you can't control your gross profit margin and you can't control your profit. Would you agree, Steve? I always talk about the sexy gross profit margin. And one of the biggest things that we focus on when working with our coaching clients is that gross profit margin and the net that they are going to achieve by paying attention to the right numbers. Net is my favorite part of profit, just so we're clear. But yes, I completely hear you. I work a lot in the home service contractor space. And there's this belief, well, I can't gross more than 20%. I can't gross more than 15%. Like that's just the industry. And for people that know better, gross is before you pay all your overhead. (laughs) So for those owners, there's not a lot left over. I've seen that as well. So the myth is that they can't control it, which means they can, correct? How do they do that? Well, it's not just like a one and done strategy, right? Where it's like, we're going to do this one thing and we're going to forever be able to control either your gross profit margin or you could even say your net profit margin 
or your profit percentages. It is a series of many things. And I would say they're all kind of like in these little steps in your business. But, you know, really with, we'll start with, I feel like the simple one, which seems like it'd be more the most complicated one is your profit. Like you can control your profit. There's a system that we teach our clients over at Green Profit Academy that helps them understand how they can control their profit and where that comes from. That's profit first. (laughs) Oh, profit first. I love that system, by the way. I did that in my business about six years ago. I love what you said. It's not like there's one magic switch or just one thing you can do, but it. I slept a lot better after putting profit first in my business, especially come tax season. (laughs) Knowing that I had that money there to take care of that and pay those taxes. So tell me a little bit about Profit First and how it works with the work that you do and the clients that you serve. So the old way of how profit worked in a business was you had sales minus expenses and then profit was left over, right? But Profit First is it's sales minus profit, then equals expenses. So you learn how to run your business on after you take the profit. Because if you don't have profit in a company or a business, it's only sustainable for a certain point. But one of the confusions, the number one confusion I see is people get confused between net income on their balance, on their P&L and profit. And the challenge is, especially like in a landscape industry where there's lots of equipment, that net income has to go over your balance sheet and pay all your equipment payments, your trucks, your tractors, your mini X's, you know, all that. So you really have to pay attention to your net profit and not just your net income. With Profit First, there's different accounts. You set up five different accounts and that money is allocated by a percentage on allocated periods of time, either one week or two weeks. So the money's always in the right place at the right time when you need it. Oh, I love that. So as you were talking, I had that visual and I believe this is one of the principles of Profit First is, you know, when you're on the airplane and you're getting that little safety debrief and they're like, put your mask on before you put anybody else's mask on. Take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anyone else. And that's really what Profit First is about is taking care of you first, because if you don't, you're not going to be good to anybody else. Is that accurate? Yeah. Profit, it's the blood of the business, right? So without that, in your business, like you're not going to have a business anymore. And we've talked about where trade services industry, they're looking at their profit and it's like, oh, 10%, 15% of that gross profit margin. Like they can't get higher than that. A company that exists at that low of a profit margin, they're barely surviving. Like they are on life support and there's only a certain amount of time that they have before their journey runs out. So controlling that, that profit and making sure that you have a high enough profit margin in your business and your gross profit margin, your net profit margin, you're ensuring the long-term stability of your company. You're ensuring that you're there not only to continue to promise to deliver on the services you signed up your clients or your customers with, but also ensuring that your team members that you're bringing on board they feel secure. They know that your company is going to be around for the long haul and that you're not going anywhere and you're going to continue to be able to give them the lifestyle that they're working so hard to maintain. I love how you said that. And it's 
it's another myth that we probably need to shatter for our listeners right now is that so many of them are like, oh, my employees don't want me to make money. No, they want you to be profitable because you're providing a lifestyle for them by giving them secure employment, by not having these panic attacks. I remember one of my first jobs out of college, I show up for day one and it was a sales organization. And my mentor pulls me aside and he goes, here's the deal. They issue paper checks here. This was 20 some years ago. He goes, but as soon as you get your check, like your car better be warmed up. You better run to the bank because somebody's check is going to bounce. Wow. That was day one. That was onboarding for me fresh out of college. <laughs> and so many organizations still kind of run that way where it's like somebody's not getting paid this month, whether it's a vendor, God forbid it's an employee, but they run on such tight margins and they don't know how to control that stuff. So when it comes to protecting this profit and being able to manage this stuff, how much of it is mindset versus the actual activities that are done? So I would say it's about 80% mindset and about 20% the actual activities, because we can all go to the bank and open five accounts. But taking those first steps to believe that something different is actually the better way, people have to go through a certain amount of pain and struggle to start believing that. In my own business, I had gone through, you know, one year, it's a good year, one year, it's a bad year, figure out what vendor to pay each week. Waking up at 2.30 on a Thursday night, wondering if I'm going to make payroll the next day. And Profit First, it just eliminates all that because all the money, we have a payroll account, we have materials account. So all percentages are going in those accounts. So I don't even have to be here. I, I call Profit First my freedom system because I no longer have to be here to run the finances. My office manager knows what money to put where and when to pay it out and who to pay it to. And it's all systemized. So it lets me focus on my team, my customers, my own personal life and growing the company to the company I want it to be. In the work that I do, I talk about automating the important or systematizing the predictable, which is exactly what you're talking about here, that you need to save a certain amount or a certain percentage of revenue every single month, quarter, year in order to manage the, to run the business. And once it's systematized, you can just give it to your people and they can do it. I know owners of 50, $60 million a year companies that they're still involved in which vendors get paid because they don't have the system. And that's the second point that I want to bring up because some of the stuff that we're talking about, I can hear our listeners going, oh, I've outgrown this. I'm beyond this. Like that's for the little tiny guys where they're figuring out how to live paycheck to paycheck. And I would argue, and tell me if I'm right on this, but this system can apply to even companies in the eight figure range. Like you can be big and still be making a lot of these mistakes. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's extremely fair. I have seen, I'll start out with this. There's no single business owner that has the same level of business acumen as another, mm. right? They're great at their trade and their craft, but the level of business acumen and their journey in the business acumen learning process is always different. So you could have businesses that are 20 million or more or 50 million and you're looking at it going, how are they taking, being somebody who's looked under the hood of several businesses and their numbers, how are they even surviving? How are they in business? Because looking at their numbers, it's a mess. The way that they're managing their financials, there's just no rhyme or reason to it. There's no process in place. So that profit first system allows a system to be put in place that 
everybody knows the basic foundation of it. They know what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And it supports just the ongoing operations of the business from payroll to operating expense, depending on if you have special advanced profit first accounts you need to set up. You Mm. can set something up just for hiring and onboarding. If you're scaling and growing your business, just for marketing, if you know you have the set amount that you need to spend in your company in order to get the number of leads in the door, your closes, your qualified leads, all that stuff in place. So the Profit First system is just, it's a beautiful foundation for any business, whether they're a startup all the way to advanced businesses that you know are in, in the millions and are still working on growing and they have you know even hundreds of employees. Well, you said something there that piqued my interest in that and it was scaling and growing the business because my passion is helping businesses hire and retain the right people. And you can have all these great systems in the world But if you don't have people to go run the systems for you and they're not the right people, that can be a challenge. In fact, before the show, we were even talking about the concept of the tail, Steve. You had mentioned that. Yeah. So the tail is the last group of people. Like we work with a client. He has about 20 technicians and he's always hiring the last like three or four. And my company, we have 25 people are always hiring the last two. So I term that the tail, the very end. You know, it's that turnover, those last two positions or three or four positions in a company that we're always looking to hire. It's an interesting concept. Well, and ter- some turnover is normal in a business, like life happens. So we can expect that. But when it's constantly that same number of open jobs and you're just like, can I just get to be three this month or this quarter instead of four? Like, help me feel like I'm making progress. We see a lot of people that they'll do really good and then they'll lose seven. And then they'll hire 10 and they'll lose 11 and then they'll hire seven. And it's just this constant back and forth. One of the reasons I believe that is, and this is where I'd love to open this up because I know you do Clifton Strengths, is we have a tendency to hire people like ourselves. We hire people we like, we hire people that are like us, they behave like us. And if we're looking to scale and grow our business, that might not always be the best decision. We were talking about Clifton strengths and you had mentioned something, Steve, that I'd love to dig into a little bit more about how people aren't always the same. They shouldn't always be like us because we run out of energy and those kinds of things. Can you share a little bit about that? Right. So I'm a Gallup Clifton Strength International Certified Coach. I'm very proud of that. It took a lot of work to get to that. So I'm always excited to talk about Clifton Strengths. And we do need different people on our team because me, everyone, we only have about 80% of the talent themes to complete a challenge or a project. Sometimes we'll take on a task and we won't complete it on time or thoroughly. And it's some people will say, well, that they got lazy or they're procrastinating or they don't care. But really, they literally ran out of strengths. Their strengths gas tank ran out. It's empty. So we need other people on our team. And that's one of my first questions to ask people, who's on your team? So we need people with different strengths and talent themes to show up and support us that I have your back. And one of the biggest things that Gallup really wants people to have is a best friend at work. Now, that doesn't mean they're the best friend of your life, but at work, this is the person that has your back. You have their back. They encourage you. You encourage them. And you can work together on a team and different projects. And the whole thing with Gallup is it's not just identifying what your 
strengths are, but it's about how to take your strengths and aim them at a project and also to develop a team of strengths to aim them to overcome a challenge or to complete a project efficiently and like the quality is much better because when you have people aiming their strengths, the motivation and encouragement for each other, it, it just elevates to a level of like, it's amazing to watch. It's energy in motion. Yeah. And I, I love the Q12 and that's where that best friend at work comes from. There's a lot of science around that. Uh, big fan. One of the things that I was taught growing up is that I need to not so much worry about the things I'm good at, but focus on the things that I'm not good at and get better at those, right? Like eliminate my weaknesses by focusing on them and studying them and learning how to do my weaknesses better. And that was Dr. Don Clifton's whole work. When he was studying, he was like, everyone's studying what's wrong with people and how to improve where they're weak, but no one's studying what's awesome about people and their strengths and their talents and how to let those strengths and talents shine and come forward. When he spent 30 years developing this and the work continues after he's, he's gone now and that organization continues to grow. I know Gallup has done over 30 million Gallup strength assessments. And so that organization gets stronger every year. That's great. So how does that dovetail into this idea that I need to create systems and I need to really focus on my profit? Like, how do we use that information? Like, what's some practical tips? What's a practical piece of information that we can give our listeners that says, hey, now that you understand that We've got to do work on the strengths. We got to, there are people that are going to have to finish projects for us, finish things for us because we aren't wired to do it all. How do we dovetail that into that profit first model that you were talking about? Like, what are some things that we could go do to really transform our businesses? So one of the things that I'll, and this is why Christine's with me today working, we're, we're, we're partners in Green Profit Academy because I have high activator and I get projects going but I'm not super detailed. So I had tried to do Profit First on my own and I hired a Profit First professional who was more coach, but I couldn't get my Profit First dialed in as my company grew two and a half times in size over five years. I couldn't do it alone. So I had to have who's on my team and I needed Christine's strengths with her strategic to show up and really dial in my profit first numbers. So my company just grew as we grew. I didn't have to worry about the money because the way she lined up my profit first system, the money was always there, whether it was payroll. And we went from 12 employees to 25 full-time and 30 in season. Our materials like more than doubled in our marketing went exponential, almost triple. And the money was always there because I had someone on my team who had that skill set to help me. And I'm sure for you, Christine, the opposite is true. There are some things that you get stuck and maybe need Steve to help other people on your team. Is that fair? Oh yeah, absolutely. I always say like, I'm a force to be reckoned with, right? Like I'm a tornado I come in, I've got all these things going on. I'm like, we're going to conquer the world today. Mm. And I'm throwing everything at everybody. And I need that person to say, whoa, whoa, let's slow down. What are we going to conquer first? Like you're over there juggling fire. I just throw me one fireball, right? Like that's how I surround myself with certain people. I do find though that I need one person with similar strengths to mine, because I am a high achiever. I get a lot done. I go in with a plan. I leave with a plan. 
So I need somebody who can help me kind of carry that along forward. But then everybody else on the team has to be completely different. So it's not just enough just to have this system, especially if you have a larger team. You've really got to make sure that you've got a well-rounded team and that you complement each other and not just hire a lot of people that are overlap. Although I thought that was interesting what you said, Christine, about how you need to hire people that are somewhat like you sometimes to keep you going. It's more of, we don't always want to be doing the same things, right? We want to work on our business, not in our business. So in order to create that capacity of working on our business, we may need somebody with some similar strengths to take over what we ourselves are doing. You know, it might be a couple people that are kind of holding down those roles and showing up differently. I wouldn't say there's one person on your team that's going to be able to do exactly what you do, but there's going to be a couple that's going to be able to, yeah, right? Like it's one of us running around. We Another one of us as a business owner, we all, we'd all be in trouble. Like we, we create enough this chaos. Is true. So yeah, I think that the team is just really a couple people that have strengths so you can scale your business because you don't always want to be doing what you're doing today. You don't want to be doing that in two years, five years, 10 years. So we need to identify what those strengths are so we can turn those tasks over and focus on the bigger picture. Yeah, I would say that in the work I've done for the last decade, I'd find that the most successful businesses not always the most successful business owner, but the most successful businesses, the owner has figured out how to focus on the things that owners should do. And they get out of all the rest of the stuff and they hire people that will do it the way they would do it. We talked about technicians earlier. I know so many owners that love being in the field. It's where their passion is. They want to hop in a truck and they want to service the customer and they want to, that's just, they get out of bed for that every morning. And they're a $5 million company and they've got 20 trucks on the road. And it's like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, this is craziness. But anytime they can get pulled into a job, the more complex, the better they do it. And I find that stunts their growth because then they start hiring people that can do those owner things that they shouldn't be hiring people to do. Well, depending on the company, because I have some clients that I've worked with and like, let's say that this is a situation like, you know, they're not a numbers person but they love doing sales and some customer calls. So we've set up his business to where the other people that have these strengths have been hired to step in to take over the financial side, to take over some of the planning, and they just coordinate with him. And then that gives him the freedom to do the things he loves in his business. He still has time to work on his business, but he will go out and take a client call and go out to to the, and talk about their lawn or go do a sales call. So it's like he still has a little bit of time to do the things he really loves and brings him joy, but he's not interfering with his team on their day-to-day functions and roles and responsibilities. And he's still in the know and still working on his business. I love that. So we've had three big, I mean, I've had three big aha moments today. One is there is a system out there that can help me protect my profit. Two is we can make better hiring decisions by hiring people that aren't exactly like us. And three is we can have fun still doing all of this. It doesn't have to become this really rigid system, this rigid business. We can still have fun, do the things we love, which for most entrepreneurs, I think that's why they got into business is because they want to be able to do more of the things they love. Right. 
and over at Green Profit Academy, you've got systems and processes to help people with this. You've got the coaching around Clifton Strengths and helping people identify who are the right people to surround yourself with and build that team. So many, I mean, and, and there's probably so many other ways we could take the rest of this conversation, but we're out of time today. I know there are people listening to us going, you know what? I've heard of Profit First. I don't like reading books. Can you just help me? <laughs> Can you just do it for me? And they want to get a hold of you. How do people do that? And then secondly, I believe you have a, an offer for our listeners as well if they want to get an instant assessment. So tell us about that as well. Yeah. So if they want to get a hold of us, learn more about who we are, what we do, you know, how they can work with us, simply go to greenprofitacademy.com and you can learn everything there is just about to learn about us there. And then in addition to that, for your assessment, we have some really great tools and some assessments that, that your audience might want to access. First is the instant assessment and you can get there by going to profit first for lawn care and landscape.com forward slash instant assessment. But if you just go to the profit first for lawn care and landscape.com, you will not only find a direct link for the instant assessment, you will also find a link for our green profit toolbox, which I have to say is applicable, not just in the lawn care and landscape businesses. We have several trade industries that have utilized this toolbox because it brings you along the same journey of understanding your break-even point to when to hire, when is the right time to hire based off your capacity, tying it to that gross profit margin and being able to obtain predictable growth. And we have some advanced assessments in that toolbox as well that are part of the book that's just really great to dig into. Yeah, I got half a page of notes here. (laughs) And I know that a lot of our listeners are probably in the car behind the windshield listening to their podcast. I do that as well. So all of those links will be in our show notes (laughs) on our website. So make sure to check that out and get in contact with Christine and Steve, a wealth of knowledge here. I can't believe just the couple of things we tapped into today. Thank you both so much for being here. I've really enjoyed today's show. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, thank you. We love talking about this type of stuff for sure. Ryan England here. Thank you so much for listening to Titans of the Trades. If you're a titan in the construction, manufacturing, or skilled trades industry and would like to be a guest on my show, please visit podcast.corematters.com. If you found value in this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot on your phone and share it with a friend or post it on social. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Titans of the Trades. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, click the subscribe button. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and get me one step closer to solving the labor crisis facing the industry. Want to know more about how we're doing that? Go to our website or follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.